Hi there. Hello, friend. You're listening to Despair on the Air. On? The internet. Who are you? I'm Gary. And who am I? You're Angie. That's right. And today we have our 70th episode featuring a special guest, Wanda. From Huntsville, Alabama. To introduce our special guest, we're playing their track, Virginia's for Lovers, from their recent album, One Hit. But before that, we're playing a single from... Malblum, with the song, Nobody Waits. So, we hope you have a good time listening, and we will see you very soon. On BFF.FM. Nobody waits for me If 
is gonna fall for you No matter how you treat them Or how you follow through friend you're listening to the spare on the air on the internet i'm gary and i'm angie and today we have with us a friend from the south everybody say a big hello to wanda hey everybody we're super excited to chat with you you just came out with your first lp one hit back in november and i guess a great place to start with everything is how did you start making music I started from a young age and um, I have musician parents and my mom had got my dad a drum set for his birthday and uh, I just was fascinated with it. So I started playing the drums when I was about 10. She put me in, the, in lessons almost immediately. So I'm super thankful for awesome, amazing, attentive musician parents that want to 
cultivate that kind of a thing. So it's kind of how I got my start playing music in general. That is really cool. I know a lot of parents, probably their biggest nightmare is their child banging on the drum set, but that's really cool that they were like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Definitely. It's, it was an electronic kit, so it was a little oh, good. easier to stomach. <laughs> yeah, they, I could put in some headphones and they could hear the faint beating on a pad and it's fine. <laughs> nice. That's actually, I think that's a really good invention, the electronic drum set, saving people's ears. For sure. It's good for apartments and stuff. Absolutely. Wanda, when you were a teen, what bands and artists did you go crazy over and did it influence your music currently? Or not? When I was a teen, I was really, you know, I didn't, I, a lot of the music that I listened to was just from my parents uh, up until I was about, you know, 14. It was just like, you know, lots of the Beatles, you know, the Beatles, fucking Joni Mitchell, you know, lots of, uh, lots of older stuff, uh, 70s, lots of 70s stuff. But um, then, you know, I, I became a teenager and started playing in a, in a little band with a friend that I thought was super cool. And I was drummer. He was a guitar player. And we didn't really have much else going on. But he introduced me to like Radiohead and like the White Stripes. And I really loved Radiohead. And um, I wanted to be like Meg White in a big way. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you um, live in Huntsville, Alabama, and I spent six years of my childhood there. And I was wondering if you could share some of your favorite things about the area and maybe like what the music scene is like there and like the surrounding areas as well. Um, Huntsville is a really cool place for young musicians, or at least it was, you know, when I was growing up and I guess we're around the same age. I'm, I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 23. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like when, you know, when we were teenagers, there were, there was just like a little bit of a scene still left, I guess. We've been in a transition, um, but, you know, there was, there was still like this coffee shop called The Foyer. And uh, it was like, you know, they couldn't afford to pay BMI, ASCAP fees. So it was like original music only. And it was mm -hmm. open till two in the morning. And it was basically, you know, a bar for like, teenagers and like UH students and there was you know original music only and every Wednesday they had an open mic night and it was really really important you know for me as a young musician but uh, for writing songs but before that when I was just getting into performing I started playing at Bridge Street which is like this outdoor mall and they would just let me post up and open a guitar case and sing my dad would like take me to my gigs and I'd play for like three hours at a time. And it was like, you know, the best time of my life when I was 14, 15, because I felt, you know, like I had a job or something. Like I felt like I was a professional musician. <laughs> no, that's super cool though. I love yeah. that. Like, just like, and I think too, that's like really good, like, um, preparation for, you know, mm -hmm. going on stage and then like, you know, touring. Cause, you know, in like like that kind of setting there's different people you know coming in and out and you learn how to kind of work a stage a little bit definitely actually, yeah a great segue to gary's question yes what were some of the first venues and places you played at where you felt truly comfortable and like who were some of the first people you played alongside with who you made you feel inspired as a musician um, definitely, uh, when I was talking about, you know, I said that that was a coffee shop called The Foyer. I definitely felt those were my people, you know? I was like, they also, 
you know, sang and played their own songs and, and we would like, we knew each other's lives and we knew what we were writing about and, and we would sing together. And I don't know, it was really great. I, I, I met this guy named Evan Roulette and he was, he's one of my lifelong friends and he plays the ukulele and he writes the funniest songs ever. Like he writes about how tiny his penis is. He writes about <laughs> like, <clears throat> he writes about being Jewish and in the South, like stuck in the South. Like he had this song and it was so bizarre, but it gets the whole room going. And it's like, if you love me, you would fuck this mini horse. And then everyone yells, this mini horse. And it's like, <laughs> these are the people that I got to grow up like next to, like just totally being themselves, you know, just laying it all out there and like having fun with the, with a group of, you know, misfits, I guess. And mm -hmm. down in Huntsville, it's like a really mixed bag. I mean, there are so many different occupations that bring you here. And there's a lot of music. I mean, Gary, you were, you asked me like, how, who have I, who am I so inspired to play alongside? Like I'm most inspired to play alongside my current bandmates, you know, they're, they're incredible musicians and having grown up in Huntsville, and started out as a songwriter and they kind of started out like doing their own thing you know my drummer Nick he he was in Nashville and Birmingham and he played in a bunch of bands and toured for like a decade and he does black jacket symphony stuff and my bass player Andrew does everything and he only has just been playing bass for a few years but he's in every band in town because he's so good and like my keyboard player Branson is an amazing amazing piano player and like went to MTSU and has a song that's like I think it it was in a movie I'm not your negro one of his songs which was just like nominated for a Grammy I think or something wow yeah and like you know they the way that they've kind of put it to me is like you know they were kind of doing their own thing and playing in bands but I like had all these songs that I didn't know what to do with so we're kind of like cheesy in that way where we're like really thankful to have found each other because like we're like making something pretty special to all of us, you know, like with the Wanda Band project, like we came together so naturally and I'm just inspired every single day by like being like I'm actually playing with some of the best musicians I've ever met and it's incredible. So oh, that's super awesome. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. And I think that's something um I liked what you said, like, like the city brings people from all sorts of different walks of life together and they can all bond over music. Mm -hmm. And that's something like I definitely miss during this quarantine period of like getting to just meet new people, like some people who are new to like the area, some people who've been here for years and it's like, why haven't I run into you yet? Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm definitely missing. But what's your like all time favorite gig memory? I know that's kind of a hard question, but is there one that really just sticks out in your mind is like, this is like, not even a movie film director, writer person could write something this memorable for me. Um, I, the first thing that pops into my mind is this bar gig I played, who knows when, maybe 2018. And it was like on a Thursday night, maybe, who knows. <laughs> I was playing to literally an empty bar for two hours. But there was, there was a couple there. And it was this British guy. And this woman who's from Huntsville, American woman, and they had met in like Las Vegas and 
they really liked each other and like he decided to fly to Huntsville for a few days to like continue their love story for just a few Aww. days longer and like they ended up staying at the at the bar the whole time and I I sang like I sang a song about them at one point like I was like commenting on what he was doing and like making it a stealth song because sometimes <laughs> I've been doing the bar scene for a long time now and like I like to make songs up on the spot and so I was just messing with him a little bit and he he got up and started dancing and I was like calm I don't know it was like one of those moments where you really connect with someone in the audience and yeah he came up to me and his name was Posty and that was the strangest name I love him though and he and I are still pals like he comes to visit every now and then and like it's just so great that like I got to he was like dude people in the UK would love your stuff and I'm like man one day I'll get to come That's so, yeah, definitely. That's so cute, though. Posty. I wonder what that could possibly be short for. I have no idea, but I love it. And I love him. He's great. (laughs) That's awesome. And that must be really, really hard, though, to come up with songs on the spot. I can't imagine. I don't know. It's kind of, like, fun to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I I guess it kind of sounds, like, difficult, maybe. But there's this, like, I, I mean, I got my start by, like, I'll be I'll confess to you guys I really (laughs) it kind of embarrasses me just a little bit but also I'll die on this hill I was a huge Jason Mraz fan when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful for that because that's how he wrote so many good songs like I like grew up like being obsessed with him so I'd like look at his interviews and he made oh interesting yeah he made up his songs on the spot and like there were so many YouTube videos of him and his friend Bush Walla uh, is what he, his stage name is but they would just like be in the streets and someone recorded this on their flip video camera in 2007 <laughs> you know like <laughs> in Prague and they're like just freestyling so fire like oh my goodness they can write just off the top of their heads and like I was so inspired by that and I was like I want to be like that so I just that's how I started pretty much you know and I was really really thankful yeah. to have like a voice memos app <laughs> at a young age <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Super important. helpful. Yeah. That's super cool, though. I didn't know that about them. And then that's really cool. Yeah. And it does. It's a really good practice, it too, I guess, for folks who are like, you know, in a writer's write or something. Like, just go out and play and people watch and write songs based on the people you see around you. Exactly. I think, yeah. That's awesome. Wanda, yeah. you mentioned a flip video camera. I have one right here in my hand. <laughs> No way. Ah! <laughs> what color? It's it's the flip minnow, so it's the one of the fancier ones Ooh. early on. So it's like this dark blue with these like stainless like like corroded stainless steel. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> aluminum or something. Yeah, it was that was a time. I mean phones were camera weren't a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like such a specific time in like YouTube history as well. I think that that's so important for all of us as young as young future smartphone users to have had a flip video camera and like a mm-hmm. Game Boy Color <laughs> or an SP. Yes. <laughs> Game Boy, I also yes, have a yes, Game Boy yeah. Color right here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> within, Gary! Within, within reach. <laughs> Meant to be. They're coming out the props. I know. It's this. Amazing. It's the tech table. Okay. <laughs> it is. Not obsolete. Not obsolete. No. No, there's timeless. Exactly. Wanda, are there yes. any songs you get to cover that you like desperately want to? I bet you are very 
popular with the covers game since you play in bars a lot and people probably shout sometimes probably to your favoritism and to your annoyance a cover so yeah okay you have no idea how used how used to i'm hearing like play free bird but the, <laughs> the thing about me is i'm stubborn and i'm not gonna sing anything that anyone wants me to sing however I will sing something that I want to sing that fits their requirements, right? So I've got mm-hmm. I've got like certain sets that I or certain songs from certain decades and whatever to fill the bar void. Right. Yes. But but a song that I really want to cover that I have not been able to cover because I'm not a hardworking enough musician <laughs> is Never Going Back Again by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. That picking pattern is insane and I've tried to learn it a couple times now, but I'm just not ready. I'm not there yet. I gotta gotta work on my finger plucking, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think the reason I failed at like really, really getting into the guitar the first time I ever um, got into it is I tried to do like a finger picking song without realizing, you know, because it was like my first time like really learning guitar. I knew like the chords and stuff and I'm like, I want to play like this one. And I was like, why is this so hard? This is a seven minute like finger picking intro, like some old, you know, like popular 70s rock song. Mm-hmm. And I just like threw it down. I'm like, this is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I didn't know. And then now that I'm adult, I'm like, oh, there's songs that are like only two chords. That's nice. Oh man, it's I love much that. Much more approachable. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And as a songwriter, it's really cool when you discover a song that you just love, and it's and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, is this only two chords? How can people be so brilliant? I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, many weeks back on your Instagram, you did a video cover of the new Radical song. You get what you give. Yes. Their album, even though it's a one-hit wonder, is one of my absolute favorites of all time. And I was wondering what kind of inspired you to do like a quick cover of that song. Oh gosh, that song is just getting me through life right now. I mean, it's you listen to the lyrics and it just speaks to the time, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's so it's so real with like trying to I mean, like, how can we to me, that song is like an anthem of like trying to stay human under capitalism you know yeah like and it's so in our face right now with how bad it is and like COVID is not easy for anybody and like we're all going through it and gosh that song I think it's medicine especially now and it always has been since I was a kid since we were kids like oh my gosh it's it just makes me feel things I love I love Greg Alexander he's one of my favorite songwriters and um he really, really nailed it with that song. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. sing its praises higher. So absolutely, mm-hmm. there's something super special too about like that album. Like the first song is called like "Mother, We Just Can't Get Enough," and then it goes into that song afterwards. Yes, and just like it's very like I read a read a thing about it once because it's like an older album and like it's interesting how many people have not ever heard the album, but then people who have, they're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, it was super like it's just so amazing because it's just one album and it did so well but then like nothing ever there was no follow-up to any of it and Mm -hmm. I just always think about how like nicely all those tracks go into each other and like you said they're like written like timelessly about issues that are still 
you know, really, really relevant. Yeah. Even though there's like allusions to like the pop culture of like the late 90s and stuff, it's still so relevant. Definitely. Yeah. It's a no skips. It's a no skips album. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard, um, obviously not heard, have you ever looked up the lyrics to um, the title track? I think it's, I think it's the title track. Maybe you've been brainwashed. Yeah too yeah yeah let me i actually haven't looked up the lyrics to that the lyrics are not the lyrics that he sings because it's like he purposefully makes it very like what the hell is he saying so when you go look at the Mm -hmm. lyrics it like forces you to read this like really real poem i guess that he wrote and it's about like how we're all brainwashed and I don't know. We're all doomed. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's the one where he like mumbles all like through it He's a like, lot. Uh, uh, you know yeah, how he yeah. does. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so good. I don't know. Anyone who's listening, you need to look up the lyrics to maybe even brainwash to and read it three times. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And they can do that during this quick break. Um, yeah. Look up them lyrics during the break. Listen to some tunes, and we'll be back with more chat with Wanda. On the spare. On the air. And that was the first half of the interview with Wanda. It sure was. And we have a big old chunk of music to get through before we continue our chat. Yeah. What's the first track, Gary? The first track is a track not by Phoebe Bridgers, but by Jensen McRae called Immune. And what's that about, Angie? I think it's about getting the vaccine. In Dodger Stadium. Why did you say Phoebe Bridgers, Gary? Because on Twitter a few weeks ago, this song became a viral hit based on Jensen's video where she did a preemptive cover what a song would be like by Phoebe Bridgers about getting the vaccine. Oh, ha 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 ha. I did not know that backstory because sometimes I do not see things because of the algorithm, despite following people. Dang. Algorithm let you down. Absolutely, it always does. And after that track, we have the song Like I Do by Molly Martin from the EP What You Need. And then uh, if you listen to that song on your Spotify, and then does the little looping video. Um, you, should, you should check that out because it'll be a surprise. We won't spoil it. But, it's pretty um, funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and then we got a pick by Wanda called Low by the band Black Ends. From their EP, Stay Evil. And then we have a single also picked by Wanda from Them Dan Dogs. The song, I Wish I Was Dead. And to end off this block, we got Immerse Lemon, the song Baby from the album Moonth. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this block of tunes. Catch you on the flip side. Flip you like a hamburger patty. Like a pancake. Like a pancake. Sizzle. Ooh. What's something you hate to have on your hamburger, Gary? What's like a ah? Mustard. I like mustard. Not a hamburger. If it's mixed a with a small amount. If it's mixed with like a mayo or something or other stuff. I'm like, eh. You don't like just a mustard. Just a mustard, no. No. Do you like mustard on your hot dog? I have not 
I had hot taco and mustard, I don't think, in the recent What's time. What's wrong with you, you freak? Everybody bully Gary. Weird freak. What do you do? Put ketchup on your hot dog? Ew. No, relish and onions? Ew! That's Some it? Sometimes? Ew! I don't- I just eat it plain. That's- that's- that's used to me. How about you, Angie? Dang. I would make fun of you if I saw you at the Costco. If you were at the Costco and you're getting your $1.50 hot dog and drink combo and I saw you just put relish and onions on it, I'd be like, look at this weirdo. Ugh. Can't believe after all these years together I'm learning you are a weird hot dog eater. I don't even do that often. I just go- I just go a raw dog. I do a raw oh, hot God, dog. Ew. I do- I like a classic mustard on my dog. Nice. Maybe an onion. Every I have nothing against now. mustard. Hey, hey, hey. Mustard fans, I have nothing against mustard. I just- Yes, I, I just never think about putting it on a hot dog. Gary is anti-mustard, but Gary is not anti-music. No. If I were, I wouldn't be here. Absolutely. And we hope you are also not anti-music, and we hope you stick around. Thanks for listening. On the spare in the air. On BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Traffic from the side got me aggravated. Hotter than the day my brother graduated. Wait for hours in the sun and line at Dodger Stadium. I'm not scared of dogs or getting vaccinated. Lay the seat back, turn this place into a bed. Someone smoking in the Camry just ahead. Yeah, I know the irony. Would never be lost on me You don't have to point it out again Each other
And we are back. And we are back with our special guest of the week, Wanda. Hi, Wanda. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Okay. Excellent. So, last segment, we talked about New Radicals. And you know, the New Radicals man, don't know his name, New New Radicals man wears a bucket hat. Yes, he does. Have you ever owned a bucket hat? And if so, how many? I have never owned a bucket hat, no. Zero. Have you had, had like a like a picture, like a MySpace or social media picture with you in the bucket hat? No, but my guitar player Jason likes to wear a bucket hat that has llamas on it. Aww. Aww. So That's nice. Yeah, someone in the Wanda band wears a bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> bucket hat. I. You can say I'm bucket hat adjacent. Yes. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so getting into some music, we hear you're in the process of recording LP two. Um, and we were curious if there's anything you can tell us so far, and then maybe a bit if the process is different from when you recorded your first LP1 hit that came out this past November. Yeah, um, I, I ha- I'm scheduled to go to the back to the studio where we did where we did one hit, which is Studio 144 in Killen, Alabama, um, with our producer Jay Burgess, who's in the Polys. Um, great guy. We're gonna we're gonna work with him again because we just love him and and the approach we're going for with this with this next record is is a little bit different. I mean, the way that we did one hit was it's like we rehearsed the songs and then we cut the songs, you know. And mm. it was just like nonstop, like we're gonna get all ten songs done this weekend. And so we 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 did. We went back for a couple overdubs, like for vocals and stuff and few things but other than that it's mostly a live album and so for this this next record we're gonna really aim for you know that live sound still I'm I'm gonna try and get my first vocal take and use it for the album like make it a performance I guess instead of an overdub but um yeah I mean we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit more of a we're gonna touch on like life stuff instead of relationship stuff so it should be fun should be a little bit different yeah excited. No, that's super exciting. Um, So you released a video for your song Clear the Air recently and I was also wondering if you could walk us through the process of filming it. And also how many takes did it take for the coffee spills? Oh goodness. Oh goodness. Yeah, so so that's funny. I, I had gone on Twitter. It starts here. I went on Twitter and I was like, okay guys, bad music video ideas only. And one of my best friends, Blake Anthony, uh, he had tweeted and he was like, you should do a video where you have a stain in your shirt and you can't get it out. And I was like, that sounds so boring. I love it. So we're like, <laughs> let's make this like post-closure breakup meeting gone wrong. Like you should never meet up with your ex after you break up anyway. So like, let's let, let, let's make it go really wrong. And uh, just kind of like, Rep- the stain represents like yeah. all that all that dirty laundry literally you know and um we went real deep i guess with it not really but it sounds like we did want to talk about it this way but you know we just like our videographer um works at 
the coffee shop that we were in, Offbeat Coffee Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> cool place at Campus 805. And Taylor is his name, Taylor Provencher. And he works there. So he was like, hey, we can film it there. I'm closing. And I was like, great. So we set up shop when they closed and, and just, you know, got the take of the, got the takes of the band. And we got, you know, several takes of that. And then my friend Meredith, uh, who I was on my fake meeting with, uh, she was, she had, she threw that coffee on me probably like eight, eight or nine times. And it was cold <laughs> and it was cold in there. Like the coffee shop is like, okay, so the building is literally an old middle school that they turned into like a bunch of bars. Mm-hmm, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's a coffee shop so it's like school cold you know what i mean oh yeah i know exactly it's just frigid because there's nothing there's like no carpets no curtains it's like cinder blocks (laughs) Mm -hmm. so and i I wasn't wearing a bra because i don't wear bras and like it was just like oh my goodness you guys we're gonna have to wrap this up really soon because (laughs) like this shirt is only gonna get more see-through as we go (laughs) So luckily, I think he got an earlier take and not too many titties were shown, but <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a one night thing. We just did it real fast and it was really, really fun. We love working with Taylor. He's done our other music videos too. So if you guys haven't seen him, you should check him out on the Wanda Band YouTube channel. Absolutely. Yeah. And Wanda. Yes. What song from your repertoire is your favorite to perform? Oh, man. Like, does it have to be a song I've written? Because I don't think no. that... Okay. My favorite song ever to sing is Crane Your Neck by Lady Lamb. Oh, yes. You know that song? Yes, I do. It's so good. I love that song. <laughs> it's like medicine to sing it. I love it so much. That's super cool. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had somebody say like, hey, you know, actually, I really like performing this song. I'm waiting for somebody to say, though, I don't like any of my songs. <laughs> just like, that's why I keep writing new ones. I, I always it, wonder that. <laughs> uh, just somebody who's just really, like, nihilistic about their own work. Just like, I write it, I perform it, and I hate it. Because, like, I, I have friends who draw on stuff, and, like, I remember feeling that way about, like, physical art. You know, like, mm-hmm. like oh, nothing, you know what I mean? Like, drawings and being like, but you go to sleep, and you're like, that was pretty good. And then you wake up, and you're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully musicians don't feel that way, though. Hopefully that's just something that's reserved as a painter's and illustrator's curse. No, I don't think it is, unfortunately. (laughs) I think it's most creators. (laughs) I'm I'm sure a lot of people go for that. They just don't want to mention on air. (laughs) Yeah, I I wrote a song and then I thought, like, that's a winner. And then I woke up the next day, booted up GarageBand or whatever and went, ooh. Big oof. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the biggest fears. It's like you put all this money and time and effort mm-hmm. into like making a record. And what if you hate it? That you probably know? happens to people who get really big. Like, you know, perhaps they put out an album and they're like, you know, you have to have so many songs to be an album. They might throw a couple on there, you know, just to finish up. And then that's the one that becomes like the big hit on mm-hmm. TikTok or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's just by accident. Yeah, yeah, and then then kids are, like, walking by, and they're singing it and dancing to it, and they're like, oh, God, that was a throwaway track. Oh, man, that's a dream, though. That's money. (laughs) Are you on the TikToks? Uh, I just joined TikTok. I'm I'm enjoying my time. I found some, like, good music on there. It's really cool, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's also weird things on there that are really odd. 
the algorithm is still uh, learning me, and I don't think that. Oh yeah. I don't think I'm easy to learn. I've I've realized because I went through my like Google demographics. You know how you could like, I saw a TikTok of course that was like, you can look at what Google thinks about you based on your Google searches, and so I like went to that website and it like. Google thinks I'm a man, first of all, which is very <laughs> funny, and like all these like sorts of things, and I'm like, I guess I'm really throwing Google off with my searches. Man, that's a good thing.、Know. That's a good thing. I guess I have no.、It、gave me a little bit of an identity crisis. You know what I mean? I'm like, who am I? Barry, open yours. Okay, let's do it. Do it live. Do it live. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I have the personalization off. Oh, I found mine. It says I'm 18 to 24. That's true. I'm a lady. This is oh Redbubble Etsy. I ordered one thing from Redbubble and now they won't leave me alone. Dang. The New Yorker. I don't read that. What is an American button machine? <laughs> okay. Quicken Loans. Um, no, I've never taken out a loan. Very grateful. Norton. I guess I do have Norton. Walmart. I don't even go. No. Carhartt. Yeah, I always look at the Carhartt beanies and say I'm gonna get one and then I don't. <laughs> Action and adventure films. Okay, adventure games. Okay, air travel. Okay, baked goods.、Oh, wait, this is starting to get way too、um, islands. Yeah, islands and beaches, board games, bread makers, <laughs> British Columbia. I'm, I'm not. What? This、right? is so vague. I thought this was gonna be like you love Thorin from <laughs> Lord of the <laughs> from the Hobbit. We know. We see your search history. Supernatural fanfiction. Keep fan looking fiction. up the actor. Yeah, supernatural fanfiction. We saw it. So fortunately,、yeah. so fortunately, I have mine off, so he does not know me too well. Delaware. I don't live there. Anyway. <laughs> They're trying to predict your behavior. They're not trying to give you a history of your behavior.、Okay. This is what they think you'll do. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I guess Delaware is in my future.、So、I guess they'll see YouTube ads, <laughs> tourism ads for Delaware. I guess during COVID. <laughs> they know I'm not married. <laughs> They're like marital status, single. Yeah, Indian alternative music. Mine thought I was single, but it also thought that I had children, so it thought I was a single dad. <laughs> I love that single Which, dad club. I'm here for that, I guess. I, I guess speaking before before our、um, before we recorded, you would probably get fishing ads. But um, dumb tish. Oh my goodness. Oh <laughs>、uh, well, <laughs> that sure is a hoot. I like. I remember the Instagram ones back in the day were pretty funny too. Those were like very off though. They're、mm-hmm. like, here's what like ads we like to show you, and it's like just.、Hmm. Yeah, it's never. It's just like here's what we've been listening to your conversations. Like, <laughs> it's like do better. Maybe I'll actually buy something. <laughs> Maybe. But speaking of spreading. Knowledge spreading the wealth. Are there any local artists, artists you've been really listening to during quarantine, or anybody you played alongside that you、uh, would really just love the listeners to know about? Anybody you're just really hype about that you want to shout out? I definitely want to shout out one of my one of my best friends, Jerome, and his band, Them Damn Dogs. They've、yes. been at it for they've been at it for a minute, just like me and.、Uh, We've been playing shows together for a long time, and they write really good songs. And yeah, they need some love. And、uh, the Pollies,、uh, they're my they're my friends. And Jay, their lead singer, is is our producer. Well, so I'll tell you what I've been listening to a lot of、um, All American Rejects right now, like their、nice. first album. 
that swing swing song yeah. i've listened mm-hmm. to that a lot man that's a that's an album that we all could revisit i was i was talking to my friend about how, how like that lyric where he says swing 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 from the tangles of my heart is crushed it was like the first time i realized like lyricism you know i was like <laughs> swing from the tangles of my heart but then he says my heart is crushed so he like doesn't finish that thought but then he continues a different thought how poetic i was like yes. six years old thinking that that was like the deepest thing i've ever heard <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> and a, and a full circle back to tiktok i keep getting tiktoks too about like kids well not kids probably people only a couple years younger than me realizing like popular songs like the sexual innuendos in them and they're like so shocked and it's the funniest thing in the world to me they're like (gasps) they're like hosier no (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny i need to find that side of tiktok those are a hoot definitely (laughs) but gary is it time i think it is thing it is. Mondo, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Please define your perfect bagel. The perfect bagel has just the right bite to it. You know, your your teeth can go through it. You don't have to really yank, you know? And 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 the ye- like the yeast has risen in just a way to where you don't really, you know, that gluten hasn't over overformed, so you don't have to like chew too long. But it's like light and not too dense you know what i'm saying yes mm-hmm. uh yeah that's the perfect bagel i think toasted of course plain preferred with an egg and cheddar between it Ooh. yeah i'm more of a bagel sandwich kind of a lady as am i i really mm-hmm. appreciate though the um description of like not having to pull because I've mm-hmm. definitely had one too many of bagels where I'm ripping at it like a dog rips out a rawhide chew toy. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. not glamorous. It's not glamorous. And there needs to be a nice chewiness for the mouthfeel, but I don't want to be yanking and tugging. Mm-mm. Definitely not. What's your take, Bagel Master Gary? I love all bagels in them. I love like a good crispy on the outside, but like I love a really soft, chewy bagel. Mm-hmm. And like we said, like I said last week, anything that is a vessel for cream cheese, I just love. So I don't care <laughs> what the bagel is as long as I get my cream cheese. That's so, that's real. Are you not the bagel fan? Or are you actually the cream cheese fan? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> not taking questions at this time. In stereo, y'all said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, as we wrap up this episode, I wanted to ask, as this is a special Valentine's Day episode, do you have a Valentine this year, or are you taking yourself out on a stay-at-home, eating-in-the-PJs date? I'm probably going to uh, going to be alone on Valentine's Day this year. It's a Sunday, right? Yep. It is. Yeah, uh, no plans for Valentine's Day, and I'm so thankful for that. Oh my goodness. As a former serial monogamist, this is like my first Valentine's Day single since I was like 19, and I'm okay. ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for it. A good rest, yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Some me time is, is <laughs> all that I want for Valentine's Day this year. <laughs> yes. 
I feel like the 15th is where it's at, whether you are a couple or a single person or whomever, because that's when everything's half off. Get, that, Get those little cute heart stuff at Target. Get all, mm-hmm. all the candy on sale. Definitely. Yeah. The 15th is our drummer Nick Riccio's birthday as well, so that's a good day. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Our beloved friend Karen was born on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you're listening. Happy birthday, Karen, since it's coming out on the 14th. Yes, happy birthday, Karen. Happy birthday, Karen. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Thank you guys so much for having me on your show tonight. Yeah. Of course. Before we go, we'd like to ask you, what are the goals for the Wanda Band at this point in time? And are you working on any other artistic projects that's not the band? Um... The Wanda Band goals are to finish our next record and really work on getting another release out. Um, touring is not really on our horizon, so the the goal is to produce more good stuff and um, make it, you know, good. And uh, right now, I'm not I'm not currently working on um, on any other projects. I'm just going all in for the Wanda Band, and and I'm loving it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And then where can everybody find you? Where can they listen to your LP one hit? Where can they find the band? Where can they stream? You can stream us everywhere you get your music. Uh, we, we're we on everything, pretty much. Um, and you can find us at WandaBand.com. You can find us on Instagram at WandaBand. You can find us on TikTok at the band Wanda. The Wanda I know band. it's a little... Yeah, yeah. Are actually is it is it the I'm, Wanda Band? I'm on it. It's it's the Wanda Band. Thank you, Gary. Um, <laughs> I'm trying that. I'm trying to make that consistent. So I'm glad that that is. Um, but yeah, and um, yeah, our album's called One Hit. And uh, I hope you I hope you take some time to listen to it and I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We are so excited to. Um, be around for the next LP. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with recording and that process. And we thank you so much, so much for talking with us today. Thank you guys so much. It's been it's been a lovely time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you like to send us off, Gary? Yes. So I um, have some hot news. Oh. So we were talking about the ad stuff in Google since I have mine off, but Instagram has what I have as ad interests, so before we go, let me read them off to you and tell me if they're <laughs> accurate. Shopping and fashion. No. Shopping malls. No. Food. Yes. Business. No. Video games. Yes. Entrepreneurship? No. Organic food? <laughs> no. Televisions. Yes. Restaurants. Yeah. University. Maybe. I guess I was, so I think I, I probably still thinks I'm a student. TV reality shows. No. No. Netflix, yeah. Student. See, like, it thinks I'm a student. Application software. Learning, technology, sure. college, small business, thriller movies, teacher, education, consumer <laughs> electronics, vegetarianism, tablet computers. Okay. Instagram. There you go. I love, like, messing with technology. Like, I don't want them to know who I am. Kind of confusing. They kind of don't. Kind of don't. They they, they kind of don't. Kind of don't. <laughs> that's so, the beauty. So that's uh that's my uh, hot Gary minute. Um, don't let the <laughs> tech companies know who you are. Just fuck with them. Yes, thank you for listening <laughs> to the spirit on the air. On the internet, and thank you to Wanda, and thank you to you, listener. 
Yes, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our interview with Wanda. Before you go, we have three songs to help you grieve the loss of episode number 70. The first of which is the track Picture of You by Madeline Kenny. Yes, and uh, you know where uh, Madeline Kenny is from? I think she's from San Francisco. Oakland. That's okay. I'm not from the area. I think all of the San Francisco listeners now are booing me because I don't know the details of the geography of the area. I mean, we do the same when people think Disneyland and like Hollywood are like right next to each other. True, we go push. So, so I mean, like, what is what is geography at this point? That's how you can tell we're non-locals. But that song is off the album Suckers Lunch. Yes. And then we got a song called Come and Go by Denise T from the EP, I'm Really Great Inside. Then to finish off the program, we have the song Life and Death by Blue Boredom and Astronaut Husband off their recently released duet album Moon Songs. Yes. And uh, what's your favorite song about the moon? I like I like also I like a lot of songs about the moon. I think I have quite a um collection of songs about the moon. You want me to throw some out? My favorite moon songs? Yes, please. All right, let's toss them out. Toss them like a salad. I like that classic moon song from that movie Her where he sings it to the computer and she sings it back. If you can av- not think about the fact that that's weird, it's quite a pretty song. I like the song Scorpio Moon by Black Belt Eagle Scout. I know some people with Scorpio Moons. I'm not a big fan of Scorpios myself, though. They tend to sting. I am a fan of the song Half Moon by Diners. I am a fan of the song Me and My Moon by The Drums. I am a fan of the song Moon by Dude York. I am a fan of the song Hello Moon by Fieldmatic, who also wrote another song called Me, My Gibberish and the Moon. I'm a fan of the song Moon Sea by Frankie Cosmos. May I contribute? Yes. How about Moon Hits by Vansire? Ooh, what about the song Harvest Moon, the classic by Neil Young? Oh, yes. And also um, Over the Moon by the Marias. Ooh. There's also a song called Moon Shoots from one of the artists we played this week, Mercer Lemon, Moon Shoots. There's also a good song called My Full Moon by Minnie Mo. There's many songs about the moon by the band Mount Erie. We recently played the song Pink Move by Petrov, I believe. Yes. And of course, the classic hit, well, newly classic hit, Phoebe Bridger's Moon Song. Yes. Last week, we played an artist called Rachel Moon. And then there's a song, Song for the Moon by Reptilians. The song Under This Moon by Rose Dole. Moon Dogs by Sales. Moon, Take Me With You by Rufino, Sly Moon by Tangerine, a Despair alumni, 2020 single, but there's still the moon by Tasha, new single Moonlight Reflection by Triptides. There's a, there's a band called Walk the Moon. Yes. Yeah. That's all the moon songs I can think of right now. 
And I know you're probably like, damn, shut up about the moon. That's not the theme of the episode. You're right. Let's get to that music. Thank you for listening to The Spirit on the Air. And you can find us online on Instagram, Twitter, at, at The Spirit on the Air. We're on Nixcloud and Spotify. And of course, BFF.fm. Absolutely. See you later, friend. See you later, alligator. I have to get the brownies out of the oven. I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be right back. I'm going to keep that in. Okay. Yes, keep it in.
I'm not afraid to die.